people don't take inventory every single day of their values and they're so afraid of being a hypocrite. Having a chip on your shoulder is absolutely an ego thing, but remember, ego can motivate us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Good morning, everyone. It is the early edition of Office Hours, and I'm stepping right out of bed into this one. And I have my two incredible partners in crime, Next Level University, Kevin Palmieri, Alan Lazaros. Is that how we pronounce it, Alan? It's been like six years since we've been working together. <laughs> no worries. It's Lazarus. But either way, honestly. I love people that don't correct their names. I'm the name butcher. Kevin <laughs> Palmieri and Alan. Say it again. Lazarus. Lazarus. I'm not going to make a mistake again. Lazarus. All right, guys. Anyway, let's show people how a coaching session should go. What do you say? Let's we're rock. ready to roll. So I was watching one of your videos and you were talking about how Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time because he had a giant, giant chip on his shoulder and he wasn't necessarily given anything. Can having a chip on somebody's shoulder be a bad thing? And do you think that's an ego behavior? If like for me, I operate with a, a heavy chip on my shoulder. Can that be a dangerous game too? Yeah. So having a chip on your shoulder is absolutely an ego thing. But remember, ego can motivate us. It won't inspire us. So, for example, it gets us up, which is the number one reason uh, people don't uh, make it because they can't, you know, they wake up and I don't want to go work out. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go do office hours at 430 in the morning. I don't want to. Right. So ego is what will get us up, get us back up, get us started, get us back started. And so Tom Brady cannot not get up. Tom Brady cannot get back up. Now, if you can combine motivation with inspiration, you're going to get there. And it is a blend between the two that gets us those great goats and gets us ourselves to where we want to be in a more rapid and accurate manner, knowing that we're going to need both the you know, power to, you know, get up, get back up, get started, get back started, and the inspiration to get there. When does it cross over to being a bad thing? Or maybe bad's not the right term, but maybe a negative thing. It, this so when the ego, so when that same chip on your shoulder now gets in the way of you getting there. So the motivation side of things is a very short-term aspect. Right. We, we get knocked down. You know, I love the Rocky Balboa. You know, it is not how hard you get hit. It's, it's, can you keep moving forward? You know, so what happens is the it's a very rare blend that someone that has a huge chip on their shoulder can let that chip go during the inspiration period. Mm. Because what normally happens is that same energy that allows us to get up, get back up, get started, get back started, not quit. It gets in our way when we're in the getting us there phase of projecting our insecurity, 
the need to be offended, the need to be frustrated, uh, especially the need to be angry, you know, things like that. Uh, and I think it's really important for people to have an awareness of how to use their ego to get up, get back up, get started, get back started, and then allowance to let that ego right back to center and, uh, and only use it for that purpose. But if you're not using it for that purpose, if you're using it to get there, it's not going to get you there. It's going to drain your soul, suck your soul dry. Would you, would you agree that that's kind of like a push and a pull? So inspiration is being pulled to what you want through spirit, through source, and push is motivation and more. So on the micro, can you leverage push, but on the macro leverage pull? What's your perspective on that? Very close, uh, Mr. Lazarus. Um, <laughs> uh, is that good? Is that good? Did I get it? Lazarus? You got it. Six years of training this guy. And he, he was prepubescent when we started. And I finally get his last name right. So this is a nuance that is critical in shifting the paradigm of understanding. Um, it's not a pull. We already are connected to. We already are connected. Remember, it's in spirit. <laughs> Right, you don't you don't have to push your way to it or pull your way from it, whichever way that goes. Remember, we use our motivation when we don't want to get momentum going, when we don't want to get started. Right, right. We want to get up, get back up, get started, get restarted. So, inspiration is a process of using our free will to clear when that ego thinks that we still need it to get us there. So we, right, when, when, so it's, we use the ego to get up, get started, which we need to do, right? I mean, those people that can do it more often are going to be much more further along the way because they have less time that they spend down. (laughs) Then you have to use your free will in order to clear it out of the way to know what you're already connected to. Right. See, we already are health. We already are wealth. We already are happiness. Right. And so what happens is we wake up and we don't feel healthy. We don't feel wealthy. We don't feel happy. So now we have to use ego to get us up, get us started, get us back started. You know, when things or just remind us that, you know, pain's an indicator. We can use ego for that. Right. That That's like we get hit with pain and. We can use that chip on our shoulder. We can use anger, frustration, separation, inferiority, right? To say, whoa, 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 I'm not going to quit. I'm going to use this as an indicator. I'm going to use this to push me in a better way. And then when I get back moving, now I have to say, okay, Mm. get out of the way (laughs) because I'm already connected to it and I'm going to utilize it to lessen that interference and find what the next layer of ego is or the, what, whatever it may be, because it's a consistent, persistent pursuit of a potential where there's no interference. And every once in a while, it's called the flow, right? Every once in a while, we're in the flow. And, you know, especially sports people understand, you know, what it's like to see, you know, a basket that's six times bigger than it normally is, or, you know, you, you you swing you swing the shot in golf, and, and in your head you're like, oh, and it lands right next to the hole and bops in. <laughs> you know, this happens all the time. This is the flow. And I also, by the way, guys, I also think why people love playing sports is um, through physical activity, 
we can experience the flow much easier than we could, you know, in a debate. You you, act, you experience it more often the flow, um, and, and everyone experiences it at one point or another if if you play athletic uh, endeavors. Do you believe that flow is it in any way an indicator of alignment with your highest self? And Absolutely. Also, okay, and and why do you believe the reason why people love sports and it's easier? Be, you, well, you basically just said that people love sports because it tends to be an easier way or a more probable way for them to get in flow. Do you believe that's because of physiology and it's, and it's play play in that? I think it's always a combination of conscious, subconscious and unconscious uh, stream or, or continuum. And so re- remember, you know, I'll use golf as another analogy because I think flow works in golf. One of the best of all sports, because you can have a horrible round of golf and I apologize if people haven't played, but that one shot keeps you coming back. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, oh yeah. That that one's be, because there there there's an experience of the flow that people love in golf that you just it's that swing that there's no interference. You know, you allow it to come through you, and it's an inspired sport. My goodness. So, Dave, uh, my girlfriend and I put an offer on a house uh, last Saturday. Awesome. And uh, so we didn't end up getting it, but that's okay. What I found fascinating is that my degree of certainty, I basically, I called this a mathematical no-brainer. And we've been looking at houses for a long time, and the market over here in New England is crazy. Um, To say that is, you know, we've been looking for like probably four months. And this is the first time where she's seen me really like expansive of like, yes, like this is the one. My spiritual self wanted to believe we would get it. Um, the offer we made, I believe was competitive, but not nearly as competitive as we could have, or honestly should have put in. And we, we didn't get the home. What I realized is that my certainty around what we offered was higher than hers, not because of any reason other than I have a a very strong math background. And I referred to it as a mathematical no brainer. And I understand what that meant to me. But for her, numbers is a little bit more of a challenge, and she didn't know what I meant by a mathematical no-brainer. In other words, the chances of us losing money on this home in the long run are very, very slim. This is, if anything, we're under-offering. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching this or listening to this, it's obvious that you want to get to the next level of your life. We can help you get there faster. In three months from today, your life can look completely different. Here's how. Group coaching. Here's what you're going to get. So you're going to get bi-weekly calls with Kevin and myself. You're going to be on a team of 10 like-minded, growth-oriented individuals. You're also going to be in a WhatsApp chat with Kevin and I and the entire team, 24-7 access to chat. Also, you're going to get bi-weekly progress reports and peak performance tracking. Guys, this is a great opportunity for those who can't afford one-on-one coaching with Alan and myself. We have helped dozens and dozens of people get to the next level at this point. Go to nextleveluniverse.com, click group coaching, or find the link in the show notes. Talk to you soon. My spiritual self wanted to believe we would get the home, genuinely. My math brain was like, we won't. What, what do I do when those two are disconnected and which one is the truth? I mean, how do I integrate them? You have to take inventory of your values, right? If you take a firm uh, you know, look at your values, personal values, experiential values, giving values, and receiving values, there's a temperance or a blend between the mathematical and the spiritual. Mathematically, you were correct. (laughs) 
the probability was low in my consciousness. I used to count cards and blackjack and all that. Yeah, so mathematically, you're, you're correct. So, you know, I take myself out of the way. I don't have to be in control. I can't tell you how many homes when I was younger I would put offers in and my wife would end up crying when we didn't get it, telling me, you know, that was my dream home, blah, 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 right? And then the next dream home came and then the next dream home came. And we said, oh, thank goodness we didn't take that other. Oh, thank goodness. Right. Uh, thank goodness. And, you know, that that situation and experience was just an indicator that there's something better for you better in price that this may not be the right place in the perfect time uh, to have that specific. Well, I know for a fact that it's not the right place in the perfect time because something will or won't happen in order to do so. Um, and there's so many extraordinary stories. One I really enjoy is Joel Osteen talks about how he ended up with a compact center. And I think there was two or three locations previous to finding the compact center, which he actually bought for $7 million, by the way. Um, wow. Talk about the, but wow. that, like, like <laughs> he, he had experiences of, you know, he believed like you when he was about your age, he found a home, one of his first homes, and he walk around the home like it was theirs and they ended up not getting it. And it ended up being a great thing for them. And of course they ended up getting a different home, which then ended up somebody wanted and then they sold it for double the price and were able to buy it like, and so on. These things happen every day. Um, so I think, you're just learning and experiencing and practicing tempering the pragmatic with the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And that temperance uh, is one in which will guide you. But the only missing component is, you know, how firmly ingrained were the values each day because they change each day because pragmatic circumstances change each day. So in order to evaluate the trajectory in which you want to proceed, you want to take inventory of your values, personal, experiential, giving and receiving values you know personally how important is this house to me how important it is to my wife how important is my wife's opinion to me personally experientially right. is this the type of home or do i want to experience this you know what things do i want to experience today what priority do i take on my personal you know where are my non-negotiables is it still a minimum of an hour day on my health a minimum of you know, this much time with my family, a minimum of act this much time with activity I get paid for, <laughs> minimum of time with some activities I don't get paid for, whatever it is. I will tell you, you know, next to saying thank you, next to asking, the third thing that I find people lie to themselves about is not taking inventory of their values. People will lie to themselves that they can say thank you every day or do say thank you every day. They lie to themselves that they're asking for help or asking how they can be of service. And three, what I'm realizing now is people don't take inventory every single day of their values. And they're so afraid of being a hypocrite. They're so afraid of growing and learning mm -hmm. uh, that they just stick to their, th their, their ways, which then is secular in the fact that if you stick to your ways and you don't take inventory of your values, you probably are going to forget to say thank you and forget uh, to ask. Okay. Wow. And when you say outside of alignment, sorry. Kevin. No, no, you're good. You're good. So she had basically talked to me and she said, once I, after we didn't get the home, I asked her, what do you believe your, our probability for statistical success was on getting that home based on the offer we put? She said 70%. I said, sweetheart, I don't know if my awareness is more correct or not, but my probability that I calculated in my own consciousness based on my mathematical awareness was 10% or lower. 
And she said, next time, I would really love it if you'd let me know that because I would have offered more had I known. So I feel like she was already at her edge and I feel like I allowed fear to hold me back from telling her my truth. What do you recommend in the future for me to make sure that we can share awareness and have the best chance of probable success? Yeah, it's so interesting because you actually gained more by not getting the house uh, than getting it because of this one component. Right. This is you asking yourself, why is it I'm afraid? Right? This is a lesson. This is an indicator. Fear, right, is an indicator. It's an emotion. It's a pain. And what? why are you afraid to tell your wife where or what you in those values are? Most of the time, uh, what will encourage you is to actually take inventory of those values and be able to articulate those values and say, you know, here's an exercise for both of you to use for your significant others. My wife and I do this every quarter. We go to, because we have four kids, right? We want to go to a place where it's quiet. So we'll go to a staycation for, for one night and we'll go, you know, normally on a Friday night after dinner, we'll go and we'll go to a... Uh, resort and we will for one hour before we go to sleep before for me unwinding routine (laughs) so when I say go to sleep it's an unwinding routine but so about eight o'clock in other words for me we'll spend one hour separately taking inventory of our values for the next quarter right this is personally my priorities experientially giving wise and receiving wise and then we'll sleep And then we will review those again when we wake up before we eat breakfast. We'll review them separately again. We'll go to eat breakfast. And then we spend time together talking about our lists. And together. And we see where we are completely aligned. We see where we're halfway or percentage away aligned. And then we see where we are completely aligned separate in what those values are Mm. and it's you know remarkable over the years how much more aligned we are because we go through this every quarter but you know the first few times it was extraordinary how much i thought we were aligned (laughs) and so did she and this is called growing together right i very much look forward to doing that dave i know we only have a couple minutes so i'll ask one of my quick questions Uh, Let's see. Where are you currently holding back your business, your profitability, or your impact? I know anytime we ask where we're screwing up, you always say it's it's you guys. So I'm sure it's the same for you, right? What what do you feel intuitively? uh, Systems. You know, I just I'm so um, active because there's so much opportunity. You know, literally hundreds of leads a day are coming in, and just getting up and running on being able to have a funnel that allows me to stay intimate with the people that are reaching out for help um, and opportunity you know, to help me. When I say reaching out for help, that means they need it or they want to give it. Mm. And I get both. I'm so blessed. But uh, holding back completely on uh, any more type of, uh, you know, because the flow is there, I'm just holding back on opportunities because I can't handle the ones I have. So I'm focusing, taking a step back, building the systems so I can double the amount of opportunities that I can handle. How quickly do you go from 
understand the awareness of what is to taking action. Everything is. So, <laughs> right, I am. I am health, wealth, and happiness. Uh, so for me, it's that five daily practices of, okay, know your what, know your who, meaning who can help and who I can help. Know my how, be a student of my calendar is the basis and foundation of knowing my how. Know my now, prioritize all the different activities that I get paid for and I don't get paid for. And then, of course, practice ending fear. Those five daily practices enable me to do that. Most uh, quickest question ever, because we have one minute on the clock here. I believe that, so I'm 32 years old, so I'm on chapter 32 of this journey. You're, I believe, 52, so you're on chapter 52 of this journey. At chapter 32 of your journey, what's a specific book that you believe would be the most practical business book to help us grow our impact? Uh, that Always you could- Napoleon Hill. Okay. Think and Grow Rich? Think and Grow Rich. Always. It's, it's the best business book with the most layers, so you need to read that in every chapter of your life. Number one. Then Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. And then A Course in Miracles. Beautiful. Well, thank you for starting your morning with us, Dave. We appreciate you. Thank you for your patience. You know, I I didn't want to be rushed. Uh, You guys are so extraordinary. And, you know, now that I know Alan's last name, well, I know how to pronounce it. (laughs) Lazarus, uh, the great Lazarus. And Paul Mary is easy. And Kevin and Alan, you two are amazing. If you haven't checked out the Next Level University, please do, by the way. And thank you for going public with our sessions. Uh, I think, to me, it's my favorite podcast that I do uh, with you two. So I hope you take that as a compliment. And I really enjoy doing this. We do, too. We appreciate you so very much, Dave. So much love for you. You got it. We've learned so much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.